world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Busy weekend, huh? Busy, busy weekend. A lot going on. I had some great, uh, just had some great family time last night. In fact, a couple of grandkids are upstairs staying in bed. And ain't nothing like being a grandpa, is it? Nothing like it tops anything you know of. You can train them up, spoil them, send them home. It's all good. It's all good. And uh, man, a lot, lot going on. One, first of all, I want to cover what's going on with Joe Silver. For those of you who know Silver, whose real name is uh, Joe Farrell. Silver had a stroke on, uh, was it Wednesday or Thursday, had a stroke. And Craig and a lot of them have been trying to do some some follow-up with with Joe. Uh, I texted Joe. He texted me back. He had still having some paralysis issues. I mean, he's still dealing with some stuff for sure, folks. But I want to, a, a, a uh, Spencer, God, I hate, I hate my computer. Uh, we'd like to send, I'd like all of you out there to send Silver a card. Could you could you all do that? Could you? Uh, is there a way that Spencer can you copy what I have right there and put that in the chat for everybody? You able to do that for me, dude? Okay, co- copy that. We're going to put Joe Silver's address in the chat and uh, send him a card. And if you want to drop a twenty dollar bill into him, I know there's just some financial issues maybe that they're having with it a lot. Or if you want to, you can uh, you can. Send it here to Coach Dave live, and we'll we'll get it to Silver. I want to try to help him a little bit with some of this. You know, you know what'd be like. Come on, man. So uh, he would love to hear from me. He's he's uh, he's alive and can't say well, but we're praying for. Uh, in fact, Myra, I'm gonna have you do that right now. If you would just just pray for Silver right now, Myra. Would you please? Yes, Coach. I will be delighted. Um, Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for all your blessings, for all you have given us, Lord. Today is the Lord. The, the day you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we bring, um, as you know, Lord, uh, Joe Farrell is experiencing health issues, but Lord, there's nothing impossible with you. You're a miracle maker, Lord, and we say in the name of Jesus, you be healed. And Lord, we pray mm-hmm. for everybody in this huddle, everybody listening, that needs your touch, Lord, in healing, in mental health, in finances, in family, Lord, that you touch them the only way you can touch them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. By the way, we had a powerful, was it, was it Friday when we when I spoke about being born again? And I didn't mean that. Look, folks, listen, being born again uh, means you repent of your sins. I didn't really cover that real hard. But I, I assume you all understand that, Lord. Right? Huh? You go to the Lord, you break somebody's window, you go to them and you say, I'm sorry, I broke your window. You tell them what it is. Yeah. You, you repent of your sins, even unspoken sins. Lord, I don't know everything, anything I've done, Lord. Anything that I've done, please forgive me of those. 
Repentance is certainly part. See, one of the problems that we have is, a, is easy, easy believism in the church. Don't ever forget this. Uh, your sins and my sins cost the Lord heavily, man. It, it cost him heavily. And it's not like uh, you come to Christ and you pray a sinner's prayer and it's like leave him a tip. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, here. Here's, here's, uh, here's uh, 20%. No, 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 no. And so the whole idea of, of uh, salvation is repentance from, from dead works. And so I just pray that you all understood that and uh, the depth of that. And every day, get up and uh, take it to the Lord again. Repent. Sorry, Lord. Sorry for what I did. Forgive me. Don't be cavalier about it. And, uh, I don't, you know, how many of you got born again? Now, hang on a minute. You say, Coach, what does that even mean? Hang, I'm going down a new vein there. Hang on with me a second. You say, Coach, I said that prayer and nothing happened in there. I didn't feel anything. Well, okay. Because I like to tell everybody that, you know, it's like a phone booth for me. Man, I knew. I knew. I knew. Well, being born again of the Spirit of God brings you into the kingdom of God, which I'm going to talk about this today. Okay, I'm going to talk about it today. And you have victory over sin, victory over your walk, victory you never had before. The ability for you to be able to say no to the, as Paul said, the things I do, I don't want to do, and the things I don't want to do, I do. A wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? It's a constant struggle, even when you're born again. It's a constant struggle between the new man and the carnal man. Constant struggle. We talked about last week about fasting and the power of fasting. The power of fasting gives you the ability to conquer that, that old dead carnal man. Spirit man says no to the carnal man. It's a continuous struggle. You you are born again of the Spirit of God, which gives you the ability to have victory over your carnal nature. You understand that, friends? You don't get born again, quit sinning. That, that doesn't happen. You don't get born again, quit overeating. You don't get born again and stop cussing. You stop cussing because you're born again. You have the ability to say, oh, I'm not going to say that anymore. A power that you never had before. Amen. So if you would, if you would actually begin to think about that and exercise that power in your life, because you know this, you, we are always confronted by temptation. And the born again experience gives you victory over temptation. Everything that you do is a choice. Can't be Flip Wilson. The devil made me do it. The devil don't make you do it. The devil tempts you to do it. Well, sometimes it isn't even the devil. Sometimes it's just your old carnal nature. Come on, man. If I go into Facebook right now, I'm born again, spirit-filled, on fire for the Lord. But if I scroll down Facebook and some lady puts pops up in front of me with her boobies hanging out, and there's a, there's a tendency to click on it, right? That's the carnal nature. That never leaves you, friends. That never leaves you. That's why the Lord says, guard your eyes. Guard your heart. Guard every every portal through which Satan temptation can enter and guard it. Guard your heart. Before you are born again, that's almost impossible for you to be able to do that. But after you've received the born again experience, it doesn't mean that you wake up and now you're all of a sudden all powerful. No, 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 no. Power is available to you. You have to train it. You have to exercise it. You have to begin to say no to things that you don't want to do. That's what being born again does. It wipes the slate clean. You start over 
But dude, if you think just receiving Christ is going to make you the purest thing to ever walk down the highway, you're not, you're dumber than a rock. That isn't the way that it works. You now have victory over sin, the power to say no to sin, right? Never goes away. Never, 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 never goes away. So then you get into the whole, just stay with me here. The Lord's given me this. Then we get into the whole idea of uh, once saved, always saved. I don't even want to dive into that debate. Um, Whether you're saved, once saved, or see, we, we like to believe that. Can I tell you the truth? We like to believe that once saved, always saved things for our backslidden friends and children. Somebody say amen. Amen. Uh, Billy may may not be living for the Lord now, but he received Jesus when he was 12 years old. And nobody's going to pluck him out of of the Lord's hand. Well, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. But if you think that you can continue to sin and the Lord's okay with it, dude, you're reading the wrong gospel. So I'm not not here to argue one way or another. One saved always saved. My cord's caught. (laughs) My question is, if you're saved, why would you want to be unsaved? Because if you're saved, you always have the opportunity to repent. You always have the opportunity to go back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me of that sin. But you can't go out and say, you know what? I'm going to sneak out and have an affair with my with a, a girlfriend tonight, and then I'll repent of it tomorrow. No, 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 no. That's called premeditated sin. It's sort of like premeditated murder, right? You can't do premeditated sin and expect the Lord to forgive you of your premeditated sin. I'm not trying, look, I'm not trying to get all religious on you. Okay, but I know that a lot of you out there have said that sinner's prayer and baby didn't feel any change at all. No change at all. Well, really? Well, starting today, try to say no to something. Pick out something and say no and follow through on it and continue to say no. And you'll see the power of the Holy Spirit begin to operate in your life. Because if you can do it in this instance, then you can do it in this instance. If you can do it in this instance, you can do it in this instance. Right? It's about power. Oh, I got. I want to talk to you about the kingdom today. I'm going to get to it. Before I get to it, a um, couple things. Number one, the Cincinnati event. This is now officially up and running and available for all of you. Can you fill that up for me, Spencer? I didn't give you much of a, a much of a warning on that. Uh, the the carry, carry my day, my day, carry my day, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Tom Renz, the resistance chicks. We got it all set up and rolling at a church. There it is, Kentucky Medical and Legal Truth. This is going to be a boomer, man. Going to be going to be a boomer. And the tickets are now available. Share it with your friends. Hey, share. Hey, look. Hey, this is great, folks. This is a great ministry opportunity for you to uh, to maybe try to bring some of your friends who maybe don't believe it or have taken the vaccine or if they've taken the vaccine, they don't know what to do. Doctor Tenpenny's going to be there. And Dr. Made is going to be there, and they're going to talk about that. And they're going to talk about the spiritual aspect of it. And this, the resistance chicks, they're going to talk to us about prepping, some actual prep things that we can do in the time of which we're in. And Tom Renz is going to be there to answer the questions that you have regarding legal instances that you're running into maybe at work or somebody at work is being on, on their job. Folks, listen, this is a great, great opportunity to, to bring somebody along who – it really needs it, man. Really needs it. And this is on March 24th and 25th. It starts at 6 o'clock on the 24th. And we've set it up so that if you want to go to the, the Creation Museum, you can do that on the 24th. You have to contact Bobby Lee if you want to go to the Creation Museum because he has half-price tickets, half-price tickets. 
So if you want to, if you're interested in making a full day of that, then that, that information is all on there. Contact Bobby and he'll get you the tickets. But otherwise, it's, it's thirty. It's thirty nine bucks. We have expenses to pay, and yes, I paid the speakers to come. So that's why that's why we have it. I like to do it for free, but just not able to do. So. A comp, share this with your friends. Say, hey, come on and go with me. Hey, come on, won't you come do this? Won't do this. If you have some friends maybe who've taken this shot, don't know what to do about it, come and hear what Dr. Sherry says about it, what Dr. Mabe says about it. What do they say? Come Tom Renz. They got some questions about, do I have to take that jab? What do we do? Comes again. What's our recourse? Dudes, I, this, is like, this is like unbelievable that we get these people. And what we're trying to do is I'm, I'm working in my brain to do two-hour segments, to give Tom Renz two hours to present and then an hour to take questions and answers, stuff that you never get a chance to. This is going to be like, this is going to be powerful, man. So we'd love, love for all of you to join that. Second thing, I want to hear from Betty and Clay and Brett. How did things go down there in uh, somewhere down in Tennessee, down there in the hills at Clay Clark's event? I know Brett was Brett was crazy doing like forty interviews with these rich and famous people. Uh, Betty, do you have a reporter? Or- oh, I do. It was wonderful. I mean, we met so many warriors that love Christ and are out there fighting the cause. Um, I handed out a bunch of cards, talked to them for a while. So I'm hoping we can build our platform too, build it for you and for God. And I tell you what, Clay and Brett, they were amazing. Brett had so many interviews, he just about lost his voice come yesterday. That'd be a good thing. Saturday night. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Brett. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were just one after another, and they were he did he did an amazing job. Both Clay and Brett were amazing, and uh, Clay he went out and did things, and he actually would empty the garbage cans and do things that people didn't normally or they should do, but they didn't, you know? So, so yeah. Betty, I'm sure, I'm sure that I've, I've been to him. It was a packed house. Uh, everybody was, uh, everybody's Betty, did anybody come out of there with a game plan? Is there a game plan or, or, or do we just know, do we just know more of what's wrong? Probably more, more the second <laughs> one yeah. than anything. It's like they're in shock, and then that's about where they stay, you know. So, yeah. but no, well, it was I, I, truly I appreciate amazing. you. We, we appreciate you guys going down there and representing us. Clay, did you want to say anything? I don't know if Clay's even in here this morning. I don't know if these guys are traveling this morning, but I want I want to recognize the fact that they went down there and they worked hard. And Betty handed out all kinds of Coach Dave live cards and uh, yada yada yada. And folks, the only reason I listen, just trust me. The only reason I promote Coach Dave live cards is because I've been to the things and nobody has a plan. Nobody has a plan, and I think we do. And so that's 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 why I, I try to promote Coach, that. So, yes, one thing I said for everybody, I said we don't sit on our butts. We are an action group. Yes, ma'am. We are fed up of people be doing nothing. They just talk, talk, talk. Boom. Amen. Amen, Betty. I appreciate you going down there and Clay and. Brett and everybody that's out there is fighting the fight. Craig Mickle's fighting the fight, and Randy's fighting the fight, and, and Dave Allison's fighting the fight. We're, we, folks, we are we are making great progress. Bobby Lee's fighting the fight. Uh, see, as soon as I start doing, I forget names. Well, what about me, Coach? I know, I know, I know. 
we're, we're fighting now on multiple fronts, many different directions, not all of us fighting the same fight. That's what's so powerful about this. And that's why, again, in my heart, this idea of a Liberty Action Network is so important because why? We connect people who are already active doing stuff and we bring new, we bring greater influence to their cause. That's the whole idea. The same people that are against abortion could be the same group of people who are against uh, schools of teaching transgenderism in our schools. It could be the same thousand people, the same thousand people impact here and then they impact here and then they impact it. We've got to come together and understand that we've got to get out of our silos and quit fighting this fight alone. By the way, let me, let me veer here. Cause I got, look, <clears throat> Let me take a deep breath here. <clears throat> Don't send me any more emails about Catholic bashing. Don't send me one more. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. I could do Baptist bashing if you want me to. I can do United Methodist bashing if you want me to. I could do Pentecostal bashing if you want me to. I could do Joel Osteen bashing if you want me to. And I'm sorry, the Pope and his minions uh, they're not off limits here, all right? They're not off limits. And I was just doing some research the other day, and I saw this, that 60%, are you, ready, are you sitting down? 60% of Catholics, 60% of Catholics voted for baby killers. 60% of Catholics. Now, you hang on with me. You can say what you want to. In evangelical, in evangelical fishism, whatever that is, evangelical fishism, a lot of the things that people don't like about it, it says that there's no one authority. Everybody kind of doing their own thing. Look at the denominations, all the different denominations, all of them claiming Christians, but all, not all believe in the same thing, right? And the truth of the matter is, you get mad because you believe, I don't care what denomination you are, you think you're right. You're right. Oh, this Methodists, they're wrong. We Lutherans, we got it right. Oh, we Lutherans got it right. Oh, man, those Pentecostals, they got, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like getting in a huddle and nobody running the same play because they don't agree on who's the coach. But let me tell you something. The Catholics know who the coach is. They sure do. And it's the Pope or Pope, I'm sorry. Yet 60% of them vote for people who kill babies. Don't, don't, don't get on me about Catholic bashing. Don't get on me. If, if you're worried about Catholic bashing, then go to your Catholic church and stand up in the middle and tell everybody who voted for, uh, for a Democrat who wants to kill babies to fall on their face and repent. If you really want to change the Catholic church, do that. Don't wait on the Pope or the Bishop or the whoever, Father. Folks, come on here. If you can't understand that the that the devil has infiltrated Christian leadership in all denominations. I run into Catholics who tell me the Pope isn't Catholic. Oh, he doesn't represent the Catholic. He's the vicar of Christ. What are you talking about? Open your eyes. Don't send me emails about, well, you know, it was the original church. It it was all the, the church is Catholic. Well, maybe it was. But we had a Protestant Reformation, and all of a sudden it became a lot of different things. And I'm going to tell you something. My opinion, I don't think the Pope saved. 
Then I think the Pope saved. In fact, I heard him say that he doesn't believe in a personal salvation, a personal relationship with God. I heard that out of the Pope's mouth. Hey, send your emails to somebody else. Go watch somebody else. But tell me I can't talk. I can't bash. I ain't bashing Catholics. Hey, Betty, as far as I know, I'm still one. I, I, I think I'm still one. Catholic meaning universal. Hey, I want to I hear out there real quickly. Pause for a minute, Coach. If you're a former Catholic out there, say, I am. I'm going to start. I am. 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 I am too. Hmm. We could go on and on, huh? Huh? Don't 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 be doing that stuff to me. Because I'm gonna tell you something, dude. You're trapped in religion, baby. You're trapped in a religion. You're trapped inside something that teaches his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. That's what that's what you are. I, I was in, I was in the Catholic Church till I was 35 years old and never knew I could be born again. Never had no idea. I had no idea. I thought Amen. I had to go. I thought I had to go get in some closet and confess my sins to some some. Oh, don't get me gone. <laughs> don't get me gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh? And, and uh, hey, hey, come on, come on. Come on. No perversion in Catholic Church. Huh? No sexual perversion in Catholic Church. Huh? No priest dingling little altar boy. Come on, you're grown up, aren't you? Bam. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There ain't bondage, right? Huh? Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't don't be don't be sending that stuff to me. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is liberty. He, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm gonna tell you something. I was set free from Catholicism. Huh? Anybody else? Anybody else out there set free? Amen. And anybody Amen. else find Amen. Jesus Christ outside of the Catholic Church? I did. I did. I did. Amen. And I'm not going to repent of telling the truth about it. Okay. Cool. I get. I got that off my chest too. All right. Yeah. Send, send the complainers down here to the southern woodshed, Coach. I'll take care of them. Yeah. So, so, save your emails. Save your emails. I'm not going to respond to them. Bash in the Catholic Church. Sixty <laughs> percent of them. Sixty percent voted for. <clears throat> By the way, is the Pope pro-life? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making that as a joke. I'm asking: Is the Pope still pro-life? No, sir. Sure well, no. I mean, is is he? Is, is the Pope pro-life? Is the Catholic Church pro-life? If the Catholic Church is pro-life, how are 60 per- Joe Biden's a Catholic. Nancy Pelosi's a Catholic. I think Camel Toes Harris, I think she's Catholic. And pro-sodomy, too. Huh? Jeez. They want all my Catholic viewers. There you go. I don't care. Hey, get in there and worship that thing if you want to. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm in trouble. Almost in trouble. Let me see here. Uh, Bobby wants us to look. Uh, Bobby sent me a note. Rumble channel. Pull that up there. Bobby wants everybody to go to the Rumble channel, Coach Dave Rumble channel. And uh, what do you do? You like it or whatever? We're on a lot of different platforms. I don't know why Bobby's so all over the Rumble channel. Well, mainly because I guess. But I just click on the follow. Just follow it. Just go and just follow it. All right? That's all you do. Just everybody go to Coach Dave Live. Put that in the chat too, so you can just log on to it and just follow it. That, that's all we need you to do. 
we're being streamed on that and everything. We're just trying to we're trying to get our numbers up on that platform. Okay, so that's in, that's in the chat too. Just go there and hit follow. It says right now we have 417 followers, whatever that means. Bobby, I'm looking at my notes. I'm gonna I'm, I'll get you in here. And I got, I'm taking you somewhere today. Don't to try to. Let's see that 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 I got that covered. Okay, I could come back to it. Uh, I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. And uh, did Reggie? Who wanted to come in there? Some of you guys took your hands down. I'm going. I'm going to let some of you well, jump in. You here moved on, so I didn't want to. No, 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 no. You go ahead, because I'm going to come back to it, and then I'm going to move on. Okay. I was just telling so, Dennis. You know, I um, it it floors me the cherry picking that goes on in the Catholic Church. I I was a devout Catholic mom for years. And I studied all the Marian apparitions and let's just put everything else to the side. Let's just say I was still a hardcore devout Roman Catholic mom. One of the Marian apparitions from the 1880s, Mary uh, Melanie Calvet in La Salette, France was visited by Mary herself. And Mary told her amongst other things that Rome would become the seat of the antichrist. So if all these people are reading these apparitions, these Marian apparitions, why are they not listening? <laughs> hey, Reggie, I'm a, I'm a universal abuser. I, I, call out, I, I call out falsehood wherever I see it, all right? And so my, my bashing ain't on the Catholic Church. It's on organized religion in general. Anybody, can everybody give me a thumbs up on that? And it just so happens that about 30%, I don't know if you know this or not, about 30% of Christianity is Catholic. About 30%. That's a big batch. I'm going to tell you this. When I was a Catholic, I wasn't no Christian. I was a Catholic. <laughs> Can anybody say amen to that? I didn't even know. Amen. I, I, I remember amen. when I was, about, I was about 15 years old and I asked my mom. Uh, I'm not kidding. I remember it vividly because I was reading something. That was before the internet and all that. I was read something. I said, Mom, because my mom was a, a Protestant, whatever that means. She was a Protestant. So uh, my, my mom, a Protestant, married my dad, a, a, a Catholic, although not a real one, but he, he was a Catholic. He took us to Catholic church. And I was about 15 years old. And I remember asking him one day, hey, mom, uh, are, are we Catholics Christians? I, I asked her that. And she said, oh, yeah, honey. Oh, yeah. Catholics are Christians. I, I, have, no, I, I have no idea, 15 years old, that I was part of the Christian family. Truth be told, do Catholics think Baptists are part of the Christian family, I wonder? Folks, divide and conquer, man. Uh, I love all the Catholics. I love all the Catholic people. I love all the Catholic people. Not trying to bash you. You want me to bash Baptists? I can do that. I'll do that here in a minute, okay? Double J, come on in. Morning, Coach. I know I've shared in the past that I came out of a very conservative Lutheran denomination when i became a follower of christ and when you become a follower of christ you drop the labels amen dude amen dude huh? amen when you become a follower of christ you drop the labels divide and conquer why amen. do you think they call them denomination hey by the way spencer just so everybody doesn't think i'm lying go to our friend mr webster and put up the word denominate and see what you come up with. Denominate. Hmm. Denominate. Uh, to name or to give a name or epithet to as a race or intelligent being, denominated man. Uh, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. Den- go to denomination. Go to denomination. By the way, uh, Catholicism is a denomination. Uh, the act of naming 
a name or appellation, a class, society, or collection of individuals is a denomination. And the word denominate comes from, uh, you do math, you have a numerator, which is the number, and you have a denominator. And what's the denominator? Why, it's the number by which you divide the group in. Right, right. So Catholicism is a denomination. Uh, Methodist is a denomination. Baptist is a denomination. Pentecostal is a denomination. Lutheran is a denomination. It's a divider. By its very name, it is a divider of Christian people. Can somebody tell me how that works? Huh? How does that work? How does that, how, how does the Lord work with that mess? Your team's over here and your team's over here and your team's over here. And, oh, by the way, you guys are good because you're non-denominational. Yeah, huh? You're non-denominational. So in other words, you aren't part of any own group. You start a Joan group, <laughs> right? Oh, this is so good. See, we got, we got to see this. We got to shake off those dead man's clothes, that religious stuff. We got to shake it off. Uh, Neil, come on in. Just to back up to the beginning of your teaching today, you know, a lot of people, Satan wants us to keep our sin forefront in our mind, thinking that we are not worthy of forgiveness, that Jesus's blood, that Jesus's blood that was shed on a cross wasn't enough. But one verse that, that brings me uh, into reality is Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse two, it says, there is not one righteous man who does good that does not sin. It's not giving me an excuse to sin, but it's reminding me that we're all sinners. And the sooner that I can throw Satan out of my mind and realize that Jesus Christ shed his blood for my forgiveness of sins, it it puts my mind much more at ease. Amen. Amen. Now, now Neil, look, I don't want to, folks, I don't want to get into, uh, I'm not a religious expert, okay? Please understand this well. But until Jesus Christ died on the cross, if I understand this right now, we know that the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, we know they've been, been there from the beginning. But until Jesus Christ died on the cross and resurrected, the Holy Spirit, as we know it today, was not operational in the hearts of men. Because Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. And that if I go away, what am I going to do? I'm going to send the comforter. Wait a minute, you got to send the comforter? You mean the comforter wasn't here in the Old Testament? I don't, I don't know how it works. But Jesus said this, he that was with you is going to be in you. Something happened at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ that took this Holy Spirit, which clearly was working throughout the Old Testament. We know that. But he took it, and he took that old, old that Spirit, that Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm getting out of here, and I'm going to send him. And instead of you following a bunch of rules and regulations, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he'll guide you into all truth. We now have the ability. We don't have to go to some priest, dare I say it. We don't have to go to some pastor for him to teach me the truth anymore. We have the Holy Spirit to do that. And what? The body. Look, you're allowed to come in here right now and make an argument that I'm wrong. This is how it's supposed to be done, the give and the take. I don't don't sit here behind this this camera. I don't sit here every day and say, you got to believe like I believe. I don't do that. I say, here's the way I see it. What do you think? And by the way, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because, hey, I ain't you. (laughs) And whatever the Holy Spirit, you got to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. But I'm going to tell you this. The Holy Spirit isn't going to tell you that homosexuality is okay and tell me it's not. (laughs) He don't operate like that. He ain't double-minded. The Holy Spirit guides us to truth, all truth. You understand that? Boom. 
Not hey, uh, here's I say, I look. Are you sorry? I, your pastor could be wrong, or not understand. I'm, look, I'm telling you this. Some pastors aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Especially a lot of them. Uh, no, I'm going to stop. Be careful, Coach. Just be careful. I'm getting myself in. I'm just telling you the truth. Go ahead, I don't Coach. Care. I, don't care. I don't care who it ticks off. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you are going to a church where the man in the pulpit is not filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I'm just telling you the truth. It's everywhere you look. It's the apostasy of our day. The apostasy of our day. Our leadership teaching things that are contrary to the word of God. If you go to a church where a pastor tells you that homosexuality is okay, you can know this. He's not not hearing from the Holy Spirit. You can go someplace else. Feel free to go someplace else. Right? That's the way I said that. So uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and help the body of Christ, your fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord, help them to teach and straighten and correct you and all those things that we all need, that we all need. That's what I want this to be. You have an idea, you throw it on the table and we'll slice it up and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out here or we'll get close to it. But we're going to say this is right and this is wrong and we don't care what your six-foot icicle told you. Here's what the scripture says. Right? Cool. Paul, come on in. You know, Coach, I when I first went into Ohio and I first met you guys, I was a Catholic, right? And uh, I met some... Still am. I think I still am. I think I still am. Well, I might well be. I, I don't go to church. Um, you know, I oh, was you're, a, not, you're, you're not what they would call a practicing Catholic, whatever the hell oh, that oh, oh, yeah, you come to my office. You get it. You get it, right? I have... Yeah. Seventh day, I have Mormon. Everybody comes to my office, and is is a common denominator that is life. I mean, this is what these people—they know the truth. What, whatever denomination you are, I mean, I was fourteen years old, <clears throat> and I put a gun to a preset, and yet I still was an altar boy till I was eighteen. And it took me how many decades to realize that the church offers this virtue that i like the catholic church the virtue of you know yes yeah yes i'm, I'm with you look hey paul, hey paul the 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 christian church especially the jellyfish church could use <laughs> some of the tradition and respect and fear that you find in the catholic church uh, we, 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 could, we could really really benefit from that but i'm going to tell you this there ain't no liberty in the catholic church and no oh. liberty Oh, it's slavery. It's slavery. Yeah, yeah, yes. So he who the sun sets free is free indeed. I don't, boy, I'm bashing Catholics today. I don't mean to. I'll, I'll get on Baptist tomorrow if you want me to. But uh, uh, I, I want to know this. Uh, how can any Catholic, any Catholic, Reggie, you're next one. Maybe you can help me. Paul, somebody help me. How could any Catholic pull a lever? How could any Catholic pull a lever for somebody that's going to kill babies? How could anybody, how could any Catholic do that? How could any if, if, I, if I was a pope, if I was the pope, I would say that's grounds for excommunication. That's what I would say. There's they're silent for a reason. They're silent for a purpose and a reason because their <clears throat> Catholic Church runs on the blood of children. I they're going to flip out, but it's true. 
Okay, so let me let me let me take it another direction. See, so then you got these sissy pastors standing in the pulpit that won't speak out against abortion in the in the Holy Ghost filled church because why they don't want to offend anybody because you know why there may be some Christians sitting in the pew who want to kill babies. So somebody say Amen. This isn't just a Catholic issue. The only reason it's a Catholic issue to me is because the Pope speaks for the Catholic Church. Who speaks for Lutheranism or or Pentecost? Who speaks for all spirit-filled Christians? Nobody does, right? But in the Catholic Church, the Pope speaks for God. He speaks for everybody. And so the Pope ought to say, hey, listen, uh, you vote for a pro-abortion candidate, uh, you are in sin. Do do they say that? Anybody still in the Catholic Church? Anybody hearing that at all in the Catholic Church? No, no, they're not saying that. No. And as a result, we got Pelosi huh? and Biden. They're both Catholics. Both Biden's trying to figure out more ways to kill babies. You understand that? Wake the hell up, folks. Hey, Coach. Wake up. Yes. If the Pope just simply said abortion is wrong, abortion would be over. But he doesn't yeah. do it. So he's for abortion. Period. That's- that's because Reggie, as Reggie said, there's something bigger going on behind the scenes that we Amen. don't understand. Thank you, Reggie. Amen. My, Myra, go ahead, and then Laura, go, Myra. Hey, yes, listen, uh, I'm, I'm done. But no more Catholic bashing. Go ahead, go. Yes, Coach, I'm. I'm just so grateful for these wonderful saints and for Salt and Light Ministry. And all I can say is Matthew five thirteen sixteen. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savior work with shall it be salted it is therefore good for nothing but to cast out and to throttle under foot of men ye are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither do men light a candle and put it on their bushel but on the candlestick and giveth life unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Put that up there, Spencer. Matthew chapter 5, because I want to show you something here. This is, uh, I'm trying to think of the word that I would use. This is both personal and corporate. Personal and corporate, okay? get Matthew chapter 5, go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. You, how about this? Try this. You're the body of Christ, are you not? Are we the body of Christ? You're the church. I'm the church. Anybody agree with that? Anybody disagree with that? Huh? Huh? So you, meaning me, 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 the church, me, the church, the church is the salt of the earth. But if the church loses its savor, where will it be salty again? It's thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. The church is the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be held. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bush and put it on a candlestick. And he gives light unto all that are in the house. Let the church's light so shine before men that they may see their good works and glorify their Father in heaven. This is both individual and collective, folks. Individual and collective. We as individuals let our light shine. We as individuals are the salt of the earth. And the church is supposed to be salt of the earth because we're his body. Church ain't the salt of the earth anymore. It's the sugar of the earth. Oh my goodness, it's all over me today. Go in, go on, Laura. Thanks, Coach. A twofold, because when uh, in the Catholic Church or in the, in just in general, everybody's been groomed to think that um, that the Pope is 
in the Catholic Church that the Pope is the only one that's supposed to be able to tell you what to believe. Right. And when you have the pulpits, I mean, I've spoken on this issue about 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 abortion for the last 20 years. And being a post-abortive woman, when you walk into a church, nobody wants to welcome you or help you work through the trauma Amen. of the Amen. procedure. Amen. So then where, Amen. what do you do as a woman where you're just, because it, it, it attacks you every single is, that's right. day that's that right. demon. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. you know, so when, so, and then, we don't, we don't, we don't want to talk about it because we're afraid it's going to offend women. Right, when and women, women and they're women being are crying for help. And then, and then a woman sits there and goes, "How can I be okay?" Because I have this phrase that I termed, "My womb became a tomb." Okay, mm. so then how do I be a mother to protect my child when I allowed a doctor to murder my child inside of my body? And how do you, Amen. you know, and and being delivered from that evil, right? And 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 the Lord told me that what the the church is not doing. Is they're not they're not understanding that when you put on the armor of God, it's an action, and then when we unilaterally raise up our shields, you have to raise up your shield of faith to protect yourself from the fiery darts. Nobody is you know, where's the protection from the fiery darts? They come after after you've given after you've met Jesus and you've, you're forgiven. How do you raise up those shields of faith? Everybody's got to lock them up raise them and put on the armor. And sometimes if that belt of truth is coming off, help them tie it back on. Amen. It's an action. Yes. They won't even talk about it. Uh, we won't even talk about it. They won't even talk about abortion, post-abortion. They don't even talk about it in church. Why? Because they're afraid they're going, they would rather have women suffer in silence than to be set free. You don't have to say amen. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. The church, that, hey, folks, for the most part, Church doesn't even talk about sin anymore. They didn't even talk about it. It's all about forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. Talk about sin. When I used to walk into the Catholic church, whew, I was ducking from the time I went in there. Somebody getting ready to whack me. I was scared of God. I didn't know him. I was scared of him. We could lose. A, we could use a little bit of fear of God in, in the Christian church. Craig, come on in. So yesterday being January 22nd. Was yes, sir. Yes the 50th anniversary, okay? We know about the year of Jubilee, right? Yep. Last year, we had six months to repent. And from, from the end of June to this year, we had, as a nation, to be able to repent, return our laws straight. Right now, we just hit the 50th anniversary. And I'm telling you, that's not going to go unnoticed in God because he operates by a system. And I don't think there's too many churches in America that said for the last 50th years, half a century, our nation has been in the affirmative that they can That's right. kill. Them. Hey, Craig, our, our churches are ambivalent about abortion. They're ambivalent about it. It's become a way of life. They don't care. We don't even talk about it. We would rather not offend women than defend the preborn. Amen. Right, man. It's, uh, the Supreme Court, for the they've been telling us for 50 years there's a right for a woman to have, kill her baby. And then the Supreme Court says, oh, no, there isn't. But the church should have shut them all down the next day. They should have shut, well, they should have shut them down before. But the lie that there's a right to kill your baby is gone. That right, that, that lie has been exposed, and the church doesn't care. 
They do not care. I'm going to say it again. The church doesn't care. I promise you this. The, the Lord does. The Lord cares. Janine. Um, I know, I, I believe everything you're saying, you know that with the Catholic Church. Um, however, every denomination has, except for a couple that I know, has given their allegiance right back over to the Pope. By the, I can't, yeah. forgive me, but I can't remember the name of the uh, council that they, they held. But everyone said, Pope, we welcome you back. And yes, we're going to give our allegiance. And what really um, is so saddened is because the Lutherans, uh, protesters were, uh, Protestants were protesters from the French Revolution. And yet mm -hmm. they gave it back to them, uh, recognizing him as their head, which is a very sad thing. Um, uh, it, it, it's just, we say we don't like what they do, but your denominations folks have given it back to him. He never, the Catholic church never changes his, his um, um, rules and regulations, but we have. And Man. you can see in, in 1929, <clears throat> you can see in the San Francisco Chronicles where it said the Pope uh, had a, received a deadly wound, but it was, um, I believe Mussolini that put him back on the throne. So, uh, you guys really need to hear your uh, revisit uh, your history and realize where the churches are today. And, uh, thanks, Janine. Uh, yeah, uh, look, I, we could get into we could get into all the denominate. We could get into all that stuff. Huh? And I'm good. I'll tell you this cause, only because I love you. <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord brings liberty, not bondage. And denomination brings division, not unity. And the Bible says in Psalm, uh, I don't know which one it is, but where the Spirit, where there's unity, where there's unity, God commands His blessing, not uniformity, not uniformity, unity, togetherness, everybody in the same huddle. Could the Christian Church today end abortion? Huh? Well, yeah, but sixty percent of the largest denomination in the world, Catholics, are voting for Pelosi. And Biden, and any Christian out there, if you when you go to the ballot box, if the right to life is not your number one issue, then you shouldn't even vote. If you're voting over economics while little babies are dying, if you're voting over your job while little babies are what? You don't you understand what a curse this is on the American way of life, the slaughter of unborn children, the silence of the church. The church being the light of the world, the salt of the earth, the church remaining silent and allowing baby murder to go on. Half, folks, half of Christian denominations are voting for those who want to kill babies. Why? Because they've elevated the right of a woman to control her own body, which is a life in the pit of hell. That's, that's Eve speaking. That's become the policy of the church. The hell unleashed in America over, are you ready? Women's liberation. I don't know if we'll ever recover from it. I don't know if we ever will. It was the single most destructive thing to happen to, the, uh, to America in my lifetime. Uh, the idea that women and men are equal. All equal opportunities. But the idea that the man's not the head of the family. Mm. Look what's happened is women got liberated and went out and 
got important jobs and farmed their kids away off to school and let somebody else raise their kids. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, women do a lot better. It's just the families that are screwed up. Sorry if that pisses you off. Just telling you the truth. Mike McKee, come on in, Mike. Hey, Coach, somewhere I read some years ago, the man who really was instrumental in getting that movement started declared then it was done for one reason, to make taxpayers out of women. It did that for sure, didn't it? Look at our taxes right now. Now now we have to pay so many taxes that the mother has to go to work. (laughs) She has to go to work. That's a curse, folks. That's a curse on the American way of life is that women have to leave the home, have to leave the home. I I watched the most amazing thing again last night. uh, Michelle and I had, I'm not, I'm not exposing you, sweetie. Michelle has a uh, um, burning desire to serve. I've never met, I've never met any woman like my wife. All she wants to do is serve. She wants to go, she wants to go to nursing homes and, make old ladies feel good. She wants to go to kindergarten and make little children feel good. She wants to, she just wants to serve, 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 serve. That's all, that's all she wants to do. And last night we had all, all of our family. Well, not all of them, but we had seven grandkids running around here last night. And, and uh, I saw the crown sit on my wife's head last night. I saw that crown sit on her the matriarch of the family, the matriarch, the grandma of all those little grandkids. God could never, ever, ever have given a woman a greater job than that. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And I can tell Amen, you this. Coach. You, Amen. You, you, you look in your families, you look, at, you look across the spectrum of the families, what you would call your, your extended family, and ask yourself this, who's the matriarch? Who's the, who's the mom that holds the glue together? And the truth is, a lot of you are going to say there isn't one. Why? Because mom became about her career. You know what Michelle's career is? Her family. Her grandbabies. The expansion of the kingdom of God through her grandchildren. That's, that's Michelle's job. It is. It's noble. She's great at it. I don't know any like it. Are we teaching our Are we teaching our daughters to do that? Or do some of you have daughters or uh, what's the other word? Daughters in law. That when you look at them, you say, "Man, they don't even know how to be a mom. <laughs> they don't even know how to be a mom." Somebody say, "Amen." So yeah, I don't think I'm the only one. They don't even amen. Know how to be a mom. Well, that's truth. You know, they don't know how to be you know how they don't know how you know why they don't know how to be a mom? Because they grew up in a home where mom had that career. And mom put them in put them in uh child care, daycare, and mom went off and earned money. And now the girl grows up and she gets married and she has a baby, she didn't have any idea how to mother the kid. Because she wasn't mother. And if you would ask my wife, she would tell you, I often ask her, oh God, I gotta be careful what I'm saying. Um, hey, folks out there, who mothered you? Was it your mom or was it somebody else? Was it a school teacher? Was it an aunt? Was it who mothered you? 
Better yet, hey men, who fathered you? My dad didn't father me. My dad was working, earning money. He worked double shifts at Kaiser Aluminum. Why? Because that's what that's he was the provider. He took that very, very seriously. But I don't know about you guys. I never, ever, 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 ever in my life had a conversation with my dad about moral issues and how a young man should be. Anybody out there have that? I didn't have that. I never had that. Huh, I didn't have that. And a lot of a lot of a lot of girls never had that from their mom. They never had that nurturing arm from their mother. All destroyed because why? The devil came in and said, women, why women have to have careers too. They have to have careers. You know what I'm talking about. I don't care how mad you are. Dan, come on in. Hey, coach. Yeah. I think yeah, the, the, the life that what's, what's normal now in the Western nations, a few decades ago, would have been considered pure communism. <laughs> Putting your children in the hands of strangers while you go to work to earn money uh, and, and the breakdown of the family. And in my mind, looking back, it all started with the acceptance of birth control because that yep. planted the mentality and separated the act of intimacy within yep. constraints of marriage from creation and, and, the, and the being open to accepting new life. It separated that act yep. and gave rise and oh, well, I choose when a new life begins, then extension of that thought thinking is abortion. Amen. Amen. Boy, connect the dots on that one, Dan, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, you mean when sex went from procreation to pleasure? Is that what you're talking about? When they gave you the pill, you could take the pill and you couldn't get pregnant? Well, then you could have an affair. <laughs> you go, hell yeah. I, do yeah. That. I love it. I love the pill. It's gone yeah. so far now. And, and, you know, turn on the TV. It's like, it's just like nothing more than eating a chocolate bar. No big deal, man. Hey, by the way, you get pregnant, just kill it. It's all right. Cool. It's, it's your body. It's your choice. Right? It's all good. It's all good. Huh? Oh, come to church on Sunday. Yeah, come on. Good. That's all right. All right. Yeah, come on. This wasn't what I was going to talk about today. It's been good. Julie, come on in. Good morning. Yeah, I think this has all been done by design to get the woman in the workforce and to break down the family. The family. Break down the family. Michelle, yep. send David and me and Mia down here. Send David and Mia down here. Go ahead, Jill. I want my grandkids. I want you to see. Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I remember when I was I was very blessed. My mom didn't have to work, but you know, as it, the time progressed, women were forced to because the the debt ratio for income to versus cost of living was um, elevated to. Women have inflation put the woman back into the workforce. Inflation did it. They did Amen. it on purpose. Amen. They're still doing it. I don't know if they're coming down there. Michelle, send David and Mia down here. Look at here. Look at these two stay all night last night. Come over here, Mia. Cousins. 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 How old are you, Dave? Seven. How old are you? Six. Six. Same mommy. Do you guys have the same mommy? No. No? What's your mommy's name? Uh, Abigail. What does she do? She um, takes care of me. What, what's your mommy's name? Uh, Mary. Mary, but do we call her what? Maggie. Maggie. What is your, where does your mommy work? Um. Yeah. 
Does she stay home? Take care of you guys? Wow. Wow. And you know what? These are my crowns. These are my crowns. Is what the Bible says. These are my crowns. Why would I farm these kids off? Why would I send them to school to have somebody else teach them? What's wrong with me? Amen, Coach. Amen, amen, amen. All right, go back up there. David and you know what we did in our house last night? They were all here, and they all chose where they were going to spend the night. Those two got to stay here, and the other two stayed over there, and the other two stayed over there. Because nobody's mommy had to go to work in the morning. Huh? Huh? That's different, isn't it? Oh, boy, I'm getting in trouble now. Where am I? Let me hit something over here. I was trying to get you all in here. I'm, hey, I'm feeling it today. Roger, go ahead. Roger, then Joe Allen, then Paul. Go, Roger. Yes, Coach, there's going to be housewives, I believe, going to have more reward than preachers. We, we hey, That's a good line, Roger. And we don't honor housewives, do we? Huh? I know, because I, I, it's all about being faithful to what they're called to do. That's let me tell you this, about. Roger. I watch my I watch our two daughters, Abby with her four and uh, uh, Maggie with her four. You know what I see? Their mommy. I see their mommy. Huh? I see their mommy in them. They're training their kids like their mommy trained them. Amazing how that happens. Joe Allen, come on in. Now our churches are murdering murdering our future. Yeah. The Pope yeah. wants to marry sodomites as yeah. a poor transgender. So where is our future? Where's our future? Hey, did we put did we put the Charles Walson thing in the chat there? Did we get that in the chat? Come on, Vinny, I was counting on you. Yeah, there it is. Vinny from Brooklyn at 701. YouTube of Charles Lawson. Watch that because he'll tell you exactly what's going on. He's a good old He's a good old country preacher. We need more of him. Dr. Paul, come in. Just a couple minutes left here. Yeah, Coach, it's not a leap of faith to have all these folks lining up to get death jabs when in 72 they actually took the best and the brightest, quote, the best and the brightest Harvard and, and convinced them it's a clump of cells. It's not a human that we're ripping out of a woman's womb. Right. If you can say that, then. We're going to have payment coming forward, right, Coach? We've seen it already, man, huh? Yeah, you know, it's actually fun, Coach. It's fun watching these people unravel as now they're teaching, you know, Harvard students in med school that because an infant, female infant, suckles on the breast of their mother, that that makes them a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine how stupid these... Anyway, I'm not going to swear. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Oh, my. You know what I was going to talk about today? In fact, I will. Maybe I will tomorrow. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll save it for tomorrow. Dan, come on back in. Hurry up. We're in a war on babies. It's, it's, it's that. That's what it is. Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. It's never changed. He's after the seed. We don't understand it. They're after the seed before they're born. They're after the seed after they're born. And what you better realize this is one of the things that Charles Lawson's talking about. They are creating through the vaccine transhumanism. That when this whole thing is going to be, when it's all over, individuals who took the vaccine will no longer be 
in the image of God. Do you get that, friends? Do you understand that? If they alter your DNA, you are no longer in the image of God. Oh, this is so deep. Amen. Wow. I'll, Amen. Talk more, I'll talk, more, talk more about it tomorrow. Thanks for putting up with me today. Thanks. See you tomorrow.